This is Farmer's Inside Track, supported by Food from Zansi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. How's it, Mzanzi, and welcome to Farmers Inside Track. Um, we unashamedly salute the unsung heroes of agriculture, and we believe in the power of agriculture to create social cohesion. My name is Dawn Numdu, and I'm flying solo today, but I actually have a bonus because I have two guests in studio, and I'm really, really, really excited about it. As you know, Farmers Inside Track is an exclusive platform for up-and-coming farmers and agripreneurs within Mzanzi, and we are so, so happy to be able to share all of this information with you. Now, I have my guest in studio, and I'm so excited to introduce them to you. Um, we're at the first season, and this is episode 10. And joining me in studio is Algina Hosel Nursery owner, Eugene Simons, and she owns that with her daughter, Alison as well as Alan from Alan's Veg. Hello, guys, and thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good, thank good you. Good afternoon. Thank you for having us, Dawn. Stay tuned and find out how this power couple is making waves in the agri-industry. Wow, Mom, what did you put on this chicken? Well, I was trying a new recipe using grain-filled chickens. Oh, Mom, this is amazing. You can't go wrong with 100% South African farm-quality chicken. With a range of fresh, frozen and marinated products, make grain-filled chickens your number one choice. Grain-filled chickens from the farms of the Free State. Need we say more? If you want quality, ask for grain-filled chickens at a leading store. Grainfield Chickens, bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za So on to our guest for today, I have Algina Hosel Nursery owner Eugene Simons and Ellen from Ellen's Veg. Um, Eugene, the two of you started out as agricultural workers who are retrenched and you basically started with very little, but you've grown your business tremendously. Well, let's start with you, Eugene. Where did this all start and where did you get the idea to actually start your business that you're running currently? Being married to a farmer, you tend to start loving what he's doing. You see his passion. For us as a couple, being together, being retrenched together was a difficult period, but we came out stronger on the other side. We had to make a decision when we were retrenched or we work, go out and find work again, which we decided against and decided to start our first business, Alan's Veg. 14 years, Alan's Veg has been running. Um, in that period or in the beginning stages, I always noticed that he had problems getting seedlings proper seedlings. He normally gave his seeds, but when he had to harvest, I used to see that it wasn't the varieties that he was he gave for the nurseries to sow. And my idea came from there to start off doing his seedlings. I started in one of his tunnels with about three meter long table where we only did his seedlings like tomatoes green peppers, baby marrows, and petit pan. We started off with that. From there, it just grew because people saw that he was getting quality seedlings. I think that is where it all started. Ellen, you farmed first, and then the wholesale nursery came along, and that was back in 2014. Was it difficult to start farming? You obviously had a lot of knowledge and experience, so that was a bonus for you. But having to start your own farm... 
How did all of that happen and what did you have to do? Starting on your own without any capital available, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult because you tend to doubt yourself. And unfortunately, you need capital to start any business, whether it's big or small. But we stick it out. Uh, our first crop was sown by Eugene. Uh, and we had a great, great harvest. We did some tomatoes in tunnels, which we took a bumper harvest. That enabled some cash. We supplied to the local outlets, and then we started selling which to private customers as well. And that's our biggest market at the moment. Um, we really want to move away from, from selling to retail as the price is not always that great because we have competition out there. And on a small scale, your, your cost is often more producing a volume than bigger commercial farmers. So we tend to move away from that supplying uh, retail and go straight to the public where we actually can have our, our prices. And the other thing is we, we grow organically, so we don't use any pesticides or insecticides and fungicides. We use all natural products derived from trees and, and so forth. So our program in the field, as well as in the nursery, is full organic. Uh, we use quite a lot of chicken manure, which is a good supplement, and that enables our plants to, to grow at its best. And your farm, Allen's Veg, situated in Rastenhof in Firgrove, Cape Town, did you lease the land? How did how did you acquire the land to farm on initially? Yeah, we're leasing the land. We've been on that land since 98. Uh, my dad actually started with a few tunnels. But because of his busy schedule, uh, he just couldn't keep up. And eventually he stopped. And in 2004, when we were retrenched, we just we made up our minds and said, right, we're going to start from scratch. Mm. By that time, it was only just over 1,000 square meters. Um, we're currently sitting at 0.75 hectare, all under protection, uh, net houses, shade net houses and, and plastic tunnels, uh, where we grow a variety of crops. And the idea of growing the crops is doing high-density planting. So um, what we do is, uh, we're outside. if you plant outside, we plant four times more, uh, just to up our volumes. As an entrepreneur, you need to look at uh, which crops is going to be viable doing. Um, so we tend to go to niche markets, uh, do niche crops, and where we can do a higher planting volume. Mm. Eugene, when you guys made that first sale, you now went to this business, you said, this is the best produce to buy. What was that feeling like? And when you, the person said yes, what did you take home to your husband to say, I did it, babe, I did this? The first thing is that smile from ear to ear, you know, <laughs> and your heart giving that your heart wants to jump out of your chest <laughs> for all the joy, you know, knowing that you've done something right and you've opened the door, you've got your foot in the door. That is the best feeling. I think then it felt to us that we won the lotto because mm. then it all started. And then from there, obviously, you grew your business, but it wasn't easy. What were some of the things that you took along the way, some of the advice? Were there people mentoring you or partners that you sort of took on along the way that helped you to becoming successful farmers? Yeah, yo, um, I'm very grateful in that respect that I come from a commercial background. So in that time, I, I built quite a lot of good relationship with suppliers. I take my hat off for those guys because... We've learned a lot from them, and they're always there to guide us, whether it's on the vegetable side or on the nursery side, because in our businesses, we have to have the right varieties for the correct time slot of, of the year. By knowing that and with the help of the suppliers, 
we enable to do that because at the end of the day, any project that we supply seedlings to needs to be successful. And, and that's part of our passion and part of why I believe we are doing agriculture is each and every small farmer, big or small, needs to be successful. Mm-hmm. And everything starts from a good seedling. All other things come into play with soil preparation and land preparation and so forth and so forth. We have to do that. And for me, it seems like a, a winning recipe, actually, because you farm and your wife supplies you with your seedlings. It, for me, that's a real a winning recipe. But with winning, you've also, Eugene, you're an award winner yourself, um, Entrepreneur of the Year. Tell us about that time and that experience and, and winning that award. Dawn, it was actually a very big surprise. The lady from agriculture, one of the extension officers, they came around with papers for me to fill in because they say this is, there's an award, you know, mm. you can enter. and. But I never thought once that what I was doing was going to be good enough to win this award. Then I did a mind change and I thought to myself, right, I'm entering the competition. I am going to go into the interview because you go into an interview and I'm going to talk from my heart. And I took some of my produce with, my products with, and I just started to talk. And at the end, they actually had to tell me, okay, I've answered all their questions and, you know, and they're very surprised that there is a female farmer out there doing seedlings. They never knew that there was one. And then the night of the award winning, when they called my name, it was like I was sitting there. Alan said to me, they're calling your name. I said, no. And they called my name again. So it was like disbelief. But once I received that award, the first thing I did, I thanked God and said that from here onwards, all I can do is give back to the female farmers out there. You know, if it's just taking them by hand, giving them a bit of advice, trying to open a door for them. Um, that has opened a lot of doors for me as well. You know, in marketing, Algina Wholesale Nursery, getting our name out there. And today, I must say, that award has changed our life. Mm. Not just mine, but our life. As a family in agriculture, has changed our life tremendously. Tell us about in what way, I mean, being top female entrepreneur of the year, that was in 2015, Tell us about what happened, the chain of things that happened after that. Well, after that, people were starting to contact me out of the blue, people that I never thought would contact a small nursery like mine and giving me the opportunity to provide them with seedlings. Also, Department Agriculture, I supply them now with seedlings for commercial small farmers, community gardens. Um, I get... NPOs, NGOs contacted me to help them with starting up gardens. People contacted me for training, not just me, but Alan as well. Mm -hmm. Because when we do training, I do the theoretical side, he does the practical side. In every aspect, doors had opened. Big companies know our name now. Although we're small, we, we are there and we are making our mark. Alan, maybe if I can talk to you more about the runnings of the business and some of the challenges that you've had. I know that in last year you had a bit of a setback in terms of all the things that most farmers go through, the drought and, and those things as well. How did you overcome that? Uh, we had to make a decision last year regarding the drought. What is bringing in cash quicker? So if I plant vegetables, uh, say for instance tomatoes, 
it's going to take me 12 weeks before I start harvesting and it's watering every day at two liters a plant. Whereas the nursery, if we sow a tray or a batch today, in five weeks, we move those seedlings out to a farmer. So if you look in terms of cash flow, we had to cut down on growing veg. But that saving on water, we, we moved over to the nursery area and that enabled us to have a continuous cash flow. So sometimes you need to make that sacrifice on the one side to keep the cash flow going because after all, cash is king. So, and you need everyday cash. All businesses need a need cash flow to survive. So that's how we basically overcame that. But we still had vegetables just in a much smaller scale. Mm. Those vegetables mostly went to private customers with smaller orders. Mm. I know that vandalism also played a big mm. role in your business as well. How are you dealing with that? That's a huge, huge setback. Actually much worse than a drought. We upped our security. It looks like a mini prison though. <laughs> Um, But we had to do it because repairing tunnel structures is quite expensive. So what we've done, we've upgraded our alarm system, we upgraded our fencing, and then visit during the night at irregular times. You know, that's when it happens. And that's all we can do. The more visibility, the better. We and some farmers in the area, we, we do have night patrols at random times. And that, again, it all comes back to visibility. So, Alan, um, it's amazing for me to think about it in terms of the businesses that you're actually running as a couple. I like to say power couple. Um, you have Algina Wholesale, you have Allen's Veg, and you also have the Market Shed. So because you've had all of these struggles along the way, you've sort of created your agribusiness so that it works for itself. How does that work? What I can say is that as an entrepreneur, you need to be innovative. You need to go with the flow if i can put it that way but you need to make it work for yourself nobody else is going to do it for you so you need to take ownership of whatever you have and and expand on that and the market shed is one reason why we had to expand due to drought and low sales so the initiative of the market shed is to create a platform for all entrepreneurs to sell their product directly to the public. So what this means is that we need to face it. All entrepreneurs struggle with marketing. Either you go to a market and you can't afford a table stand, or you go to a market or you don't have any marketing skills at all. So the whole idea behind the market shed is, and and it's family driven. Uh, Our kids is involved. Um, Eugene is big time involved. She's the Lani, if I can put it that way. Um, And then we have all the other entrepreneurs, which is part of the market shed family. We want to think of it, we're thinking of it, it's a family. So the idea is to, to create that platform for everybody to sell the, uh, the product directly to the public and in, in that way marketing themselves direct to public and hopefully grow from there and go bigger. Mm. Definitely innovation on a next level in terms of making your products and your produce and your business work for you. Um, looking to the future, what does it look like? Where is it going? Within, I'm sure you have one dream, but you also have dreams for Allen's Veg and you also have dreams for Wholesale Nursery, <laughs> Algina Wholesale Nursery as well, Eugene. Just from you, from you first, Eugene, let's hear what your heart says. Okay, um, we've started these three entities, but with a bigger picture at hand. Our dream is to actually have all of that on one premises where we can also give training in agriculture because we would like to share all our knowledge with everyone that is interested in agriculture, especially the youth, because we've noticed that there's no, how can a subject at school 
to teach the young kids about agriculture and what it's all about. At the end of the day, we would like to have a farm where we have all of our entities on one property with an eco school where we can actually teach. Can I put my little one in there first, please? (laughs) (laughs) Ellen, your dream and where you see it going? Uh, We share the same dreams because we we share the same passions. Mm. If we can incorporate all these entities into one, the more practical it can be, the better. Uh, We need to change mindsets of especially our youth because they've got such a negative picture of agriculture in whole. And if you tell somebody out in the public, yo, I work on a farm, immediately they stigmatize you and say, yo, farm worker, ah, come on, this guy is up to no good and blah, blah, blah. You know, that the self-esteem of farm workers are so low because of that. And people tend to generalize. Uh, we need to change that mindset and say, this, this is a, a way of living. Those guys who's working the whole day in wind, rain and sun, you really need to appreciate those people. Mm. And if we can encourage people to really appreciate and change the mindset about farm workers, it's going to take it to a whole new level. And I firmly believe, and Eugene, I know you're going to agree with me, is that if we can get rid of that stigma, it's going to push up the self-esteem of farm workers. We're not going to have social problems like alcohol abuse on farms. Because of the low esteem, that's one of the biggest causes of alcohol abuse on farms. And I need to thank Department of Agriculture Western Cape, together with ShopRite, where they have the initiative of the Prestige Agri Awards to give recognition to farm workers for their part in agriculture. And I'm proud to say that I'm one of the regional winners. And it makes me feel good. It gives me that extra oomph. So if it gives me the extra oomph, what about the ordinary guy on the farm? I actually wanted to come and mention that because I know that we did a story on Farm Food for Mzanzi where mm. I saw your name and we spoke to you as well about the winning. The appreciation is not there all the time. Um, and I think that we definitely need to encourage that. Mm. And we need to celebrate agricultural workers, people who knew farmers, mm. agripreneurs on such a big scale that people say, wow, when they sit at their dinner tables, thank you farmers, thank you agricultural workers, thank you agripreneurs. If you drink your cup of coffee in the morning, and I think that's why what we do at Food for Mzanzi and now with Farmers Inside Track is so important for yeah. this country. But also in terms of your heart, Eugene, I know that you community development is very important for you and developing people on every scale. How, where do you see that living in your space as well? Dawn, I couldn't agree more with Alan. You know, the stigma behind everything, just to, to get people to think Think more when they sit down at the table or, as you said now, drinking a cup of coffee in the morning, just thanking them and show more appreciation, um, especially when you drive past a farm and you see all these farm workers working. It must actually open your eyes and say, thank you for them, mm. for giving me a plate of food every night on my table. And if you look back now, how long has it been, 2014 to 2020? If you can, I can ask you, Alan, just to say what the journey has been like and that day that you were retrenched, what you felt like and how successful you are today. Maybe just your last words. Mm. I felt anger, to be very honest, um, for both breadwinners to be retrenched all at once. Uh, yeah, you couldn't imagine. You've got kids at school, you've got running costs, you've got vehicles, you've got rent to pay. But, you know, we need to just turn our back. And if it wasn't for that retrenchment, we wouldn't have had Ellen's Vet and Algina also in nursery and most probably the market shed. So it was a reality shock, actually. It, it Don't ever think it can't happen to you, but you need to be innovative 
And I think that was a wake-up call for us to say that you've been blessed with this talent of growing veg and doing seedlings. Take it to the next level. And uh, from where we came to where we now, yo, I can't believe it. But our God is a living God. That's all I can say. And we need to firmly believe what He has put on our way. It's always, whether it's we feel good or bad, uh, He won't give us anything that we can't, can't overcome. I'd like to thank both of you for joining me today. Your story is really truly inspirational to all of us at Food from Zanzi. And we want to thank you and thank you for inspiring so many others. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank, thank you, you so much. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, next week, I'm really looking forward to our guest because he's Gary Patience and he farms with his mother in Saron and they're farming without government support. So I know that you're really interested in how they're doing it and how they're making a success of it. Stay tuned to Farmers Inside Track. Next week, we'll be back and have a lovely day further. Until next time, bye-bye. You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food Form Zanzi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.